anybody can learn this. So if you're out there listening to this and thinking, yeah, look, I mean, I just have so much trouble. Uh, you know, I'm worried I'm forget what to say. I'm worried about what people will think of me. You know, like I've spent my whole, you know, career, uh, you know, building a level of status. I don't want to be on video and make mistakes and have that go on the record and damage me. You're thinking in a 20th century mindset. Welcome to Reputation Revolution. This is the podcast where we help individuals like you to establish your voice in the marketplace, enhance the credibility of that voice, extend the reach of your story and your message, and finally, extract value from your efforts in building a meaningful personal brand that's both recognized and respected. Now, on with the show. Alrighty, welcome back to the Reputation Revolution podcast. My name is Trevor Young, and thank you very much for spending some time with us here today. Now, my guest today, uh, he's he's a very multi-dimensional man. He's got a lot of a lot of experience. Uh, he's seen the world through many lenses, uh, through the telescopic sight as an army s- sniper. Uh, through the TV lens of a globe-trotting cameraman for the ABC TV, for National Geographic and the BBC, and through smoke and mirrors as a professional magician. And we'll get into all of that, but really we're going to talk about video, video, video today. Uh, my guest is Julian Mather. Julian, welcome to the show. What did you want to be when you grew up as a kid? What what was what did you want to be? Oh, I know clearly because I actually drew it. I remember in uh, eight years old, I was in grade three, that I drew uh, a picture of me in a white lab coat with test tubes. I wanted to be a scientist. Uh, a scientist. And that, and that was all going really well until I realized I wasn't intelligent enough to be a scientist. And uh, yeah, but that's, yeah, we all, but you know, that whole thing about searching for truth. Uh, has always yep. stayed with me my whole life. And even though I'm not a scientist, I've adhered to the scientific principle uh, about, you know, just coming up with an idea, a hypothesis and, you know, going, testing it. And if it doesn't work, uh, then yep. go find a better solution. <laughs> do, you st- do you wear a lab coat in your off hours? No, yes, 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 that's uh, private. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, off limits already. <laughs> Julian, um, you... You are a, uh, a you know a professional uh, keynote speaker. Uh, you speak at conferences. You're now doing a lot of virtual presentations as well. Uh, but one of the key things that you are is a trainer of a, a video trainer. You train people or train businesses on how to use smartphone video successfully uh, for their career or for their business. Why don't you walk us through that side of things? And I also note in your LinkedIn that you only do it for, or not only, but you focus on 40 to 60-year-olds. So you get 40 to 60-year-old business people to use smartphone uh, video to their advantage to build trust and authority in the marketplace. Uh, Is that just about sum it up? Why don't you walk us through that? Yeah, so uh, I was, I've actually just had a a, a bit of a pivot, overused word, but uh, because I was going and working with organizations and corporations and government departments, and I've moved to more individuals now. So, uh, you know, consultants, speakers, uh, coaches, leaders, uh, and around the 40 to 60 age group. And the reason I moved away from the larger organizations is because what I have to offer them is too far ahead 
of where they are and what yeah. they, they can grasp. We are, uh, you know, video is an integral part of our communication tools. It's all about mixed media now. Of course, we're going to have to write. Of course, we're going to have to use images, but we need to have video in the stable as well. Businesses are not ready to make that change at the moment. However, individuals are. So, yeah, I'm yep. now, you know, I'm going for the 40 to 60-year-olds. And the reason I go for them is that uh, that's my age anyway, so I can relate to uh, uh, people like you, Trevor. Uh, and But also when, when, and I say we, you know, collectively we, 40 to 60-year-olds, you go online and you think you've got to start using video, you will typically come up against someone in their 20s or maybe 30s and they're young and they're vibrant. And they've got youth and looks on their side. And it's pretty dispiriting for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, and you sort of think, well, it's okay for you because, you know, you've you know, grown up with this new you know, video technology, but it's different for me. So I want people to, 40 to 60-year-olds, to be able to hear it from somebody who has lived their experience. and. My experience with video was that I was behind the camera for two and a half decades, uh, and I was incredibly shy, shy. I mean, I had self-esteem issues. I don't mind telling you. I mean, but, you know, the idea of me being in front of the camera was just ridiculous in my mind. So I made that journey from behind the camera to being in front of it now, and I love being in front of the camera. But the, the, the learning out of that is that this is all skills because I was never born with this ability. I've just put uh, in, into practice a set of skills and now I'm in the position where uh, this is, uh, I, I, in fact, I prefer doing this than making a phone call. That's yeah. it. And, and so, so anybody can learn this. So if you're out there listening to this and thinking, yeah, look, I mean, I just have so much trouble. Uh, you know, I'm worried I'm forget what to say. I'm worried about what people will think of me. You know, like I've spent my whole, you know, career, uh, you know, building a level of status. I don't want to be on video and make mistakes and have that go on the record and damage me. You're thinking in a 20th century mindset, we've moved into a whole new way of using video. Uh, the audience, the market out there is demanding authentic videos. We're tired of being, you know, marketed to and spun to all the time. Um, we want uh, 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 real people giving us straight, direct answers and information to our questions. And so you're perfect. You know, like if you know your industry, you know your, your niche well, then no one is more qualified than you to get on and just try yeah. to help uh, people. So it's all about a service taking, mindset. Yeah, taking you back a little bit to when you had to make that transition to in front of the camera, yeah. What? how long did that take? And And a lot of people, you know, hate being in front of the camera and, you know, they don't like public speaking or being in front of the camera, but they do realise that, you know, it is an important thing for them to do, particularly if they are the brand and they're running their business. How long did it take you and, and you know, what did you do to, to make that happen? So it took me probably about four or five years to get comfortable. Yeah. But it won't take you four or five years to get comfortable because <laughs> you, I'm here to help you. I'm, 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 
I say that with all sincerity. If I had known a lot of what I know now, it would not have taken that long. And the biggest thing is the stories that you tell yourself in your own head about about you and what people think about you. And one of the biggest uh, barriers is that we all think we're actually more important than we are. We think if we get on there and we mess something up, and this works for public speaking as well, we don't want to do it because we think, oh, we'll mess up and people will talk about us. And the honest truth is, and you have to accept this, if you think that you're conceited, I was conceited for those early years because mm. I stopped myself getting on and just being authentic and being willing to make mistakes because I thought people were going to talk about me. But here's the truth mm. is what I learned is that once uh, people have finished in your session, whether you're you know, public speaking or whether you're in your office uh, in, a, in a meeting, uh, as soon as you walk out the room or people walk out the room, they go back to the important things in their life like yeah. working out what time I've got to pick up the kids. <laughs> Do I have to pick up things on the way home from um, um, uh, work? These are the important things, and people don't um, uh, are not thinking about you like you're thinking about yourself. Yeah. And when you get over that, and it takes you out, honestly, to look in the mirror and say, I'm actually conceited about this. In, in, in the nicest possible way, you're not meaning to do it, <laughs> but, but you, you are. And, you know, that alone can um, shortcut the whole process. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. I heard I was listening to a podcast the other day and and we were it, it was kind of in this similar vein about, you know, imposter syndrome and not wanting to put yourself out there and share your ideas and your stories and your wisdom. And and the the person being interviewed said, "How selfish is that? You know, you're hoarding all of these ideas when you could be sharing it with the world." So <laughs> just in that in that conversation sparked that, but you know, if people aren't pushing themselves out there, they could be conceited and selfish, and we don't want yeah. that. To and happen, so, the, so, and there's 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 a great little saying and a great cure for this. It's fix nervous with service. So, if you are worried about going on, develop a service mindset where you take yeah. yourself out of the equation, and you go, "This isn't about me." And early on, this is why I say it took it took me a long time. Early on, and, um, I was about you know, trying to build a speaking career. And, and it was all about me. It was honestly about me until I finally realized, pull yourself out of, out of this. And it's all client-based and pull, you know, you know, like writing copy, you know, pull I and, yeah. and me and put them and they and, and, all, and you in there. Yeah. And, but you've actually uh, almost physically got to do that yourself. And when you're thinking about other people and just serving them, all of a sudden, yeah. a lot of your, your anxieties just disappear. That's a that, that's actually a really terrific way of looking at it, and you make it about the audience, and you focus on them as you should do uh, in any content. But you know, podcasting, video streaming, uh, videos, etc., and and then that takes it off off yourself as well. So it's a really good uh, bit of advice. That Julian, um, how you you know you've you've got carried around a, a big lug of a camera over the journey. And of course, cameras have got smaller and smaller as the technologies improve. But clearly, you know, you've been a professional video producer and, and cameraman. I think I read somewhere uh, on your website, somewhere that you said the only camera you've got now is in your pocket. It's your your smartphone. Uh, what about the, the whole issue around, or the perceived issue, more likely, around the, you know, quality you know, production quality. You know, a lot of people, particularly 
who are, have been around a bit longer, they equate um, quality video with all the bells and whistles with good content. Do you want to put that one to rest? I'm pretty sure you're going to. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so the only camera I own is a smartphone. It's not just one smartphone. I've got. I mean, so you're looking at me now on a smartphone. Yep. The only cameras yep. I've got about six of them here, and most of mine yep. I get when I upgrade. That's one of the great things about smartphones is every time you upgrade your phone, you actually extend your whole video production system by uh, a, another <laughs> device. Um, so we've got to go back and we've got to talk about uh, there's traditional video professionals and there's new video professionals. Uh, new video yeah. professionals is a term that I've coined because I didn't know what else to, to uh, call them. And that's these 40 yeah. to 60-year-olds out there who – are actually resentful that they have to do video. They've been, oh, I've got to do video now. What else do I have to do? You are a new video professional. You need to use video in a different way than a traditional video professional who is someone when you outsource to a video production company and they're going to make a sexy video for you. They've got a set of skills. However, most of the videos that the that businesses will make in the I, I would just say the next decade, ninety five percent are going to be simple, authentic video, almost like video messages, rather than being um, you know like a flash video uh, production. So you need uh, a new set of rules and you need a new set of tools. And within those new set of tools, I advocate using smartphones. Because we're also moving in history from a time of centralization in the 1950s. You had two superpowers. You had three TV networks in, in the US. Everything was centralized. With the advance of technology, started with the um, transistor, went to the internet, and now with blockchain coming in, we're just going into this decentralized world where everyone has uh, uh, gets a say and gets a go. But it's all about speed. And so you need to be hooked into the new communication networks with tools which are geared to be hooked into communication networks, and that is smartphones. If you use traditional video gear, you're putting another level in between you and getting your message out um, at, at speed. Yep. So that's like the big picture reason that I use uh, a smartphone. But the other thing you got to understand is what I call the video production paradox. And it goes, you might, they can't. So if you're thinking, yeah, but I don't want to make my videos, I really don't want to, I'm just going to get them outsourced. Understand the market out there is hungry for authenticity. Here's the thing. You can't be a little bit authentic. You're either authentic or you're not authentic. And if you outsource your videos to a production house, they lose that authenticity. They'll say to you, oh, yes, we can make them authentic. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Authentic is authentic. It's either in or it's out. So the video production paradox is that you might be able to make a nice, good-looking, you know, traditional video. I don't know your yeah. skill set. All power to you if you can. But they can't make authentic videos and given that about 95% of the videos you're going to need to make for your business over the coming decade need to be authentic videos you need to there's only one person who can make an authentic video and that's you so it's about learning to be on camera and present in a authentic which and all authentic means people get hung up on authentic oh do, what, what does that mean does that mean i yeah. if i'm angry i have to be angry you know show 
Authentic no. simply means that if someone met you in the street and they'd only ever seen you on video, they go, oh, you are exactly the same as you are in your videos. Yeah. That's authentic. Yep. And everyone can be that. It's not, I, you don't have to be like me. I mean, I get here, I talk with my hair. I, I, this, is, this is how I am. But everyone says when they meet me out there and they get me talking about this stuff, I go, you're exactly the same. That's what yeah. authentic is. So, uh, you know, uh, understanding that there's this need for authentic videos, customers are demanding them now. Only one person can make them, and that's you. So authentic doesn't mean low quality. Uh, you can have as high, you can have it looking great, but the presentation needs to be authentic. What What are the basic tools, um, you know, because... Audio is important. Lighting's important. Uh, if they've got a, an up-to-date smartphone, the cameras in them are pretty pretty good. Um, what 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 are some other tools that people need? The, so number, I call it the smartphone advantage, and the reason I, I teach people on smartphones first is that it's if you want to then add layers on this and, and add extra gear and better cameras yep. and better lights and better microphones. That's all great. But if you have the ability to be able to pick your smartphone out of your pocket in almost any situation, you may be traveling, you're out on the road, and there's an opportunity to make a video, if you can make that and get that to market faster than your competitors, you have a smartphone advantage. So just starting on that is that I show people how you can do all this just using your smartphone. One of the things, so, you know, you can get lights for free, face a window so the light comes back on your face. You might be in a, a warehouse, stand in the doorway with big roller door is inside the building looking out towards the roller door so the light comes back on your face. So you've lit yourself nicely. But what about microphones? Because sometimes you can't get good quality sound. Well, the smart, the microphones in smartphones are actually really good quality but most of the time we've got it like a long way away from our mouth so what do you do there's a thing called the magic microphone and what you do is you turn to the person next to you and say can i borrow your smartphone and what you do is you put both smartphones on record make sure both of them can see you and then one of them you're going to hand hold as a microphone but before you start, you just clap your hands. So you're recording on both phones and both pictures can see you clapping your hands. And then you, so one person holds the camera and records and you have another, uh, the other smartphone in your hand using it like a microphone up towards your, your mouth. And you can walk around and do a walk and talk and show. So when you go to edit it later, you just put both the uh, videos from the phones in one editing program. And where you clap your hands, you move them back and forth and sync the tracks up. So now you have great quality sound um, from – you use the good quality sound and you use the picture. And so that way uh, you can get like a free microphone out there. So but the point I'm just making here is that if you can learn all these basics on a smartphone, then we can go start adding some extra gear. On. And if you yep. do want a microphone, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a, my recommendation now. Get the Rode Wireless Go, R-O-D-E Wireless Go. I'm not affiliated with them at all. It is the best little microphone system. Uh, you know, I've been doing this you know, video now for 40 years. Um, sound always hangs productions up. We're always waiting for sound. 
this little video system, um, it's, uh, it, it weighs nothing. It's got a USB charger and it works all the time. It's just beautiful. And there's other things you can do with it as well. So don't, don't even bother. Is it a lapel? Is it a lapel mic? Oh, or it's, a... Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, so it's a wireless. So it's got a receiver, which you plug into your phone. Then it's got a second component, which is the microphone, but. You can clip it on. Uh, it's got a little magnet. You can wear it, you know, like be behind your shirt. So if you want to yep. hide it. Um, but it also comes, um, there's an extra little bit called, I'll show you. Now, you'll have to imagine if you're listening to this in audio only. But <laughs> it's a plastic stick with a foam um, a windsock on the top. But okay. it's got a couple of grooves in it, and it's built so the little microphone slides in the top, and you put the little foam windsock on, and now you have a microphone that looks like a sports, if you can imagine a news uh, or a sports broadcaster. Yep. yep. And yep. so if you had uh, a person that you wanted to interview, you now just can go back and forth with the microphone, or you can pass it around a group of five people, and yeah, you nice. get beautiful sound. Uh, and it's light. It's this whole system is the best, well thought out sound solution for the average person that I have mm. come across. Go get it. Fantastic. Love it. Excellent. And uh, and sometimes I guess if you're by yourself and you have to do it in selfie mode, um, there's no shortage of little. You know, tripods and that that you can hang on to and use it that way as yeah, well. Yeah, look, there's all little things out there. I just use there's little selfie sticks now. They've got a little tri a little tripod in the handle that just folds out. Yep. They're they're great. Um, but it's the easiest way that if you're out and you're standing and you want to get the camera up to eye level and have it uh, sitting on something is to put a chair yep. on top of a table and then whatever is around could be a waste bin, could be a pile of books. Just build that up to eye height and then balance your camera on top of that. Uh, the best thing, if you uh, can get one, is a takeaway coffee cup, a paper coffee cup. Saw a groove in the top of that with whatever you can find. Doesn't need to look pretty. Just a, a, a slot and you put your smartphone yeah. in there and it's beautiful. So, so solid. Mate, DIY the, DIY the whole way. So people haven't got an excuse not to do it because the tools are there, the quality can be amazing, and this is the thing. It doesn't need to be perfect straight away. Don't get perfect, get in the way of getting it done. Yeah. Uh, and then if you do get, you know, into it a little bit more, there are. it's, it's not an expensive, uh, you know, thing to go a little bit better in quality with some, you know, lights and mic, as you just mentioned. And then, you know, if you want to, you know, you're really into it now, then you can go and better cameras and everything. But it still comes down to what you're going to say and, you know, to be able to say it quickly if you want to because, um, you know, I, I know some people who do live streaming and stuff like that when they're out and about in, you know, each morning. And and it's great because it's, it's it's raw, it's, it's, you know, what you see is what you get, but you're getting their 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 riff at the time, what's, what's on their mind, what they're thinking about and, uh you know, that's the power, isn't it? It's actually more being consistent rather than just do one every three months, you know, have have them coming out weekly or something like that. Now, can I turn your attention to LinkedIn? Because you're doing uh, a lot that I see you pop up in my feed on LinkedIn all the time. And, and the quality of your stuff's really good. Um, you, you, what, what's your strategy around LinkedIn at the moment? And how's it working for you? Um, because the what I'm say, seeing is, you know, you're doing interviews with people, you're getting these, um, you know, documents where you know, people swipe across and get a little story. 
Uh, what's your what's your overview overview of LinkedIn at currently, and what's your strategy around content for it? Yes, uh, I'm uh, far from a LinkedIn expert. I mean, I go to other people uh, to, <laughs> to for, for them to help me. But what but what I've learned is that there was uh, everything changes really fast. Number one, so video a couple of years ago was you know LinkedIn wanted video, so they prioritised video. They gave it a boost, yeah. but now it's it's gone off the boil. I get less views on my video uh, content than I do on image-based content. Uh, yep. So what? So my strategy is about mixed media. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love video, but it's, it's not the be-all and end-all, you know, and different people like consuming different types of media. So uh, general rule of thumb is, you know, keep it as short as possible. I mean, I generally don't put anything up over about two minutes. I mean, occasionally there are, but short videos. Um, yep. What I do is is similar to what we're doing here. I do a a podcast called Video for All, um, but I use that as a content gathering strategy. It's not actually to try to build a podcast. Um, you know, I've done that a couple of times before. No one wants to listen to a podcast about video, but what I do is I get guests on, and that video recording I then chunk down and generally I'll get 10 to 12, you know, short two-minute uh, segments or 60-second yeah. segments, uh, and then I've got a, uh, a always about 100 pieces of content waiting to go on, uh, and wow. I post now on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, uh, and generally I'll do two videos and one uh, what, little um, slide deck. So a slide deck is, yep. sim- is simply going into uh, – Keynote or uh, PowerPoint, if if you're on PC, and making up, um, you know, uh, six or seven or eight little graphics, each with a bite-sized message. I call them twenty-second lessons. They come up with a yep. piece of twenty-second lesson. People seem to be willing yep. to give you twenty seconds of their time, um, but have clarity, and so take them through uh, with a lesson at the end. Uh, and they 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 uh, they're well received. But it's about mixing it yep. up and. You know, I'm just trying. I'm trial and error, like everyone, Trevor. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's a good point. It is mixed media. It is mixing things up a bit. Um, there's there's roles for video, but the fact that you're you've got a hundred posts ready to go is is very uh, pretty amazing. Um, it's in terms of that too. I mean, clearly, there's a lot of repurposed. So, uh, if, if you did one interview that you're talking about, um, sort of the podcast interview, which which is video. Um, how many generally? How many grabs per per interview would you get? I'd say ten to twelve. Um, some, to, sometimes yeah. more. But what I'm learning, yeah. so I'm learning as I go with this, as well as I structure my questions. Um, if, yeah. if you know, so they're standalone, a little standalone, and and not to talk over people. So if you don't talk over people and you leave a little bit of you know just a uh, gap, a little bit of air, people don't mind silence uh, for yep. a second two or two after. It makes easy cut points for those as well. Um, but I use a, a software called Content Fries, uh, like in fries as in, do you want fries with that? <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, it it's, uh, enables you to upload a piece of uh, a video and then chunk it down into the s- short pieces, then to also add the captions uh, to put it with a template around it, uh, and then also to add automatically a, a an intro or an outro so uh, I've got a new book coming out called Press the Red Button. So the, uh, the, all the videos at the end have a little five-second, just a silent, you know, um, little ad for, you know, promotion for this book that's coming up. 
Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. Content Rise. I'll check that out. I've not heard of that one. There's there's a few of these ones in our platforms out now where they've got AI doing the doing the editing. I haven't tested any of those, but, you know, AI is um, popping up all over the place, and that, that'll be an interesting thing to say if you're having to, you know, editing can be quite tedious sometimes. So if you can get a, a bit of a hand from the robots, then that's not a bad thing. Before we finish up, Julian, I'd love to chat about, um, you know, here on the Reputation Revolution, you know, we're not about you know, focusing so much on a niche that you don't talk about other things. And I think in, in certainly in online marketing and personal branding, people say you've got to do this one thing and one thing only, but we're human beings and we're three-dimensional. And particularly if we've been in the, in the, in the trenches for quite a while professionally, uh, we've got, you know, other points of views and philosophies and perspectives on life. Now, what I like about what you're doing it currently, and it just it's a theme that goes through in and out, in and out of the stuff that you do, but it's also about this whole notion of, of reinvention. Now, clearly there's an indication of that from the start where we talked about you being a, a, a magician and a sniper and a, and a cameraman for the ABC and the BBC, et cetera. And now you're, you're a keynote speaker and, a, and training people on video and also an author, et cetera. What's your riff on, on, on reinvention? Why do you want to push that out there? Uh, what sort of, I guess, response do you get when you go off video and start talking about, you know, a, a side theme? Yeah, I, there are two things I know really well, video and change. Uh, and to me, they go hand in hand now because this is, you know, like, you know, everyone knowing that they have to get on video means they're, they're in for a change. Uh, I yes. just found out, I mean, you know, I think I, I have, you know, got the change gene in me, but, and I've been over the last couple of years trying to work out and articulate what, you know, that, that means. Um, and what I've learned about myself is my love of learning is greater than my ego. So, uh, I just love learning new stuff. I actually get into a state of flow. I mean, I, you know, the time just, you know, dissolves when, I'm learning and I'm willing to take on a beginner mindset, which is most people aren't, you know, because we, yeah. you know, go through, it's all about status. You know, we build up with the status and we don't want to lose that. But I've worked out that I enjoy the learning so much that I'm willing to trade my status for it and go back down the ladder to ground zero, square one, whatever you want to call it, and start my way up again because just, you know, having to relearn uh, to me uh, excites me. So uh, Alvin Toffler, he was a futurist, a writer back in the 1970s, and he wrote, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write. It will be those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. And he was mm. so on the money now. And to me, that was a, a genuine, a genuine futurist. He was a genuine futurist. <laughs> and that is the key is you, you now, uh, above video, more, more than I teach people video. Um, I, so the way I teach people video is that uh, it's, it, it's in different segments, but one uh, segment is called fearless and famous. And that's about unleashing your inner video star. And I will not work with you. Uh, until you, you've convinced me, uh, that you, uh, have uh, committed that you will, you know, be willing to go and make the, 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 uh, to go on camera. So you need to, it's a decision that you need to make, uh, that you have clarity in your message, uh, and then you're willing to apply yourself to the craft. And so that's a module before we even get into making videos, because without that, all I get yep. is excuses from, from people. Yep. Um, I yep. have more people I've worked with who have not made videos than made videos. 
And that and I'm willing to say that it's not a reflection on what I do. That is the human condition. Being on video mm. scares people witless. You think public speak people don't public speaking? Being on video is worse because it's like public speaking, but you're on the record and you have to watch yourself over again. And so, yeah. you know, like <laughs> it, there's a lot of resistance uh, to that out yeah. there. Now, uh, forgot. Uh, so this was all, all about change. So yeah. this ability to develop a, a, a mindset now of being able to learn, unlearn and, and relearn. And that just takes a whole change in your, in your perspective as well. Because the way yeah. we, you know, information is now, you know, when we came out of school, you went to university um, and you got this body of knowledge because that was what you traded off. So it was almost like mm. a lake, but information now is a river. It's just constantly flowing and changing where you can just dip in on Google, get the information you need at the time, and the new information is coming and you just dip in. So you don't need this reservoir of knowledge. So just even changing the way that you approach learning uh, yep, is, is yep, very yep, important. Love it. And, and the thing too with video is just going back onto that for a tick is the opportunities. Now, I know we talk about video a lot and everyone's saying everyone's got to be on video, et cetera, but because it is, you know, as you've just said, there's this mindset issue uh, that a lot of people have that they don't work through. The, if you can, and you you will shine out because, you know, there's really not that many people doing videos. So it, the opportunities that come from it to, you know, to share your story, your ideas, your message with the world, um, you know, thought leaders are communicators uh, really, and they want to bring people along for the journey and and uh, you know explore ideas in public and that sort of thing. So the opportunities there are great once you get over that sort of I guess that hurdle. And as you said at the start, uh, may be of service, and uh, that that's that's a great way of doing it. Can I give you just um, very quickly a quick way, yep. a low risk way to get in and start using video, and for you to experience how powerful authentic videos are. So what you do. Uh, there are these video messaging apps now. Go and check out Loom or Vidyard. They've got free. Just go and check it out. It works on your browser, works on your webcam, works on your phone. You're just going to make a video message. You press the red button, you speak, and you know, you, you, at the end, you hit stop. And you can email the message to someone or send it in LinkedIn messages. Choose 10 people and 10 people you just want to say thank you to or that you've, you know, that they've influenced the way you think about something or do it. Just choose 10 people and make a short 30 to 60 second video. You know, just want to say, you know, Trevor, your Reputation Revolution podcast, you know, um, you know, I've been listening to it now for about, you know, 18 months. And, you know, I've never said to you that, you know, I've got some great information out of that. I just want to let you know, keep it up. You're making a difference. See ya, Huru. That's the sort of video you make. Send that to someone and see the responses you get out of that. If you want to understand the power of video, just do that. That is a great tip. That is a great tip. And, and, and you know, you, there are some uh, new email um, uh, tools, I suppose, where you can have the, the, the video in the email as well. So lots of great opportunities there. But, again, just do it. Uh, it's, it's a really a, a classic example, just getting it out and testing it and, and if nothing else, you're going to get better and better and better the more you do it. Julian, thank you very much for your time. Um, what's what's the best way people can uh, get you online, uh, website, uh, LinkedIn, I suppose? Yeah, so julianmather.com, J-U-L-I-A-N-M-A-T-H-E-R.com. 
Fantastic. And uh, and connect with him on LinkedIn and on Twitter as well. So thanks very much, Julian. Much appreciated. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. The reputation economy is here. The world today needs more genuine, credible experts and leaders to stand up and share their experience, their wisdom, their stories and ideas. Are you in? 